We're gonna have a tag team match. <laughs> I got a future huge erection. <laughs> Booty. Pittman tries to uncle Booty with the cold red arm bar. Whacking guys off with the coal miners club. He talks about taking his wife as well. But you better put your jock on. Get your mouth piece, baby. It's gonna be an all-day affair. Anytime, I'm nuts. I was like, man, I hope they get the Chargers jersey when he kicks his ass. You figure this guy probably has got, you know, he's got quite the meat hammers swinging there. So I'm having one of my famous combination pajama and lingerie parties. He's boning my wife, spending my money. Like, no, Kona, go ahead, trot out there with KKK shaped in your fucking head. <laughs> you fucking my wife. Oh, man. You got me. Tag team match. We're going to have a 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 tag team Presents the year of Duke and Rogue. I am your host, Duke Bags. Kevin Rogue. And over there is Kevin Rogue, my co host. And... Are we going to start going down that route again? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to start doing that shit? I'll start that shit. Co host, I'm. I'm... I'm throwing you a bone here, man. We're I'm considering you an equal. Yeah, you know, that's very interesting. You say that because I've never quite considered you an equal. So that's nice. That's nice. All right. Yeah, I always figured it was more like a you know, seventy percent me, thirty percent you. But then, like behind the scenes, right behind the scenes, you're like a good, you know, sixty percent. In, in in front of the scenes, it's you know probably maybe an eighty percent me. I don't know. I guess I never broke it down into percentages, man. I thought we had an equal opportunity friendship happening here, but I guess, I guess I was wrong, huh? Well, there's not a lot of opportunity. It's not all equal, though. Well, today we're covering Slamboree 1996, the Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery. So this is a tag team tournament featuring randomly drawn tag team partners. The winners of each match get to compete in the Battle Bowl Battle Royale at the end of the night for the Lord of the Ring title and a championship shot. So prior to watching this event, what did you know about the Battle Bowl? That it was a tournament of some sort and you got a ring. Okay. This was one of my favorite WCW like concepts, I think maybe ever. So I was really excited that we were covering this. This is your, your show of the year here? Battle Bowl at Slamboree. It's pretty good. Like I, I, I think the concept generally is pretty sweet. But where that, where, where did you already do it? Did you do the word "this son of a bitch" take place? This son of a bitch took place in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. 
coming at you from the Riverside Complex. Ah, the Riverside Complex. I was going to go with the Baton Rouge. Battlefield. Battlefield Center. Baton Rouge Battlefield Center. But it's not. It's the one at the Riverside. The Riverside Complex. The Baton Rouge or Riverside Complex. So WCW's wonderful tagline streak continues with what goes up must go down hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the tagline <laughs> of this son of a bitch. Takes place about two months after our last show. I don't know what the hell was going on in the meantime there, but the epic shit show that was uncensored was our last show. Anything happening on Nitro in the meantime that you're aware of? No, nothing nothing too crazy that I can remember. I mean, I'm sure there was, but I, I can't I can't pull it right now. What about worldwide? Oh, worldwide was always an A plus show. Doesn't matter, man. I mean, they got worldwide. It was so different. It was almost like worldwide had their own storylines going on. <laughs> it was it was such a fun show. Like they always be like, oh, well, this this happened then, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, what the hell is going on here now? They don't. Sh- that's not on Nitro. Well, no, because you can only get it on a worldwide. Worldwide was kind of like an exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Aside from that Lord of the Ring tournament, we got the Ja defending his world title against the Stinger. Hmm. Conan defending his U.S. title against Jushin Liger. We got the Iceman, Dean Malenko, Man of Thousand Olds, defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Brad Armstrong. Jeez, that's... So how many matches are in this show? I believe there's 16. There's no Hogan on this show. Okay. He is on a leave of absence. Flair and Macho are a tag team, which should yield some intriguing results. We'll see about that. First of all, let me tell you about the pre-show. We had the American Males taking on Shark and Max with two X's. Oh, Big Max, huh? Double X, yep. Well, that's pretty sweet. Who went, Who uh, would the Males get the win? Let's see what went down here. Um, the males get the win. Yep. So the I'm, male, I'm the pretty ma- good at remembering that shit. I don't know why. So I'm not going to put you on the spot here because the males were not on the main card. So I'm not expecting you to have reviewed the theme song, but I'm hoping they get bumped up to the main card because we're going to yeah. we're going to need a review of American males that might take the cake for tune of the year. Yeah, we'll, get, um, we'll definitely we'll definitely get there, but we got to wait until they're actually for, on the card. Probably another Jimmy Hart masterpiece. What do I got here? Shark's got a painted beard. They painted his beard. His beard is painted. I and a painted beard. The males the males get the W, but Max with two X's goes to break up the count, and the referee just ignores the breakup attempt. Referee must have been you know in tune to like okay, we got to get this show on the road. Right, because yeah. any time a, a, a guy jumps on, you know the the, the pile for the pin. That's a that's breakup. Break yeah. yeah, the ref the ref had to be wise to the fact that they had you know eight thousand matches on this card. They got to keep it moving. So the the jaw comes out afterwards and choke slams the shark. What? 
So he's 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 letting the shark and the rest of the roster know what it's like. So the shark is is that that, that sig, sig, signifies his end, exit of the Dungeon of Doom? I'm guessing then. Perhaps, or the Jai's exit. I'm not sure. Yeah, one of the two at that point, I suppose. <laughs> so, on to the main card here. We got, remember, these are randomly chosen tag teams. Yes. This is the first of eight first round matchups. <laughs> <laughs> we got Road Warrior Animal and Booker T taking on Road Warrior Hawk and the total package, Lex Luger. Do you know what brand the Road Warrior shoulder pads are? Going Reebok. Riddell. Riddell, that's a big name. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big name. Huh. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised to see that logo on their shoulder pads as they were walking down. You think that they would, they would have done something to cover up the logo, but then I was like, oh, maybe not. Maybe they got a deal. You think hmm. they got a, uh, what do you call those? Uh, equipment deal what are those endorsement endorsement i think they got a a a rydell uh endorsement probably i bet i bet i bet they got their pants for free we'll say that you think rydell wants a wants a slice of the uh merch though i don't think they're selling rydell to the kids they got the foam spikes for the kids that's got nothing to do with the brand name no, because the foam spikes didn't have a that brand sticker on it. So I think they're safe there. Well, that's good. Total, uh, pa- total package. Saying, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Just, uh, just go ahead. All just right. go ahead. Just, just right. go ahead, man. Just say what you need to say. Uh, I insist. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So total package, right? He recently got choke slammed through a table by the jaw. Right. Important. This guy's a, this guy's a hurting unit. But he's been getting after all the titles. Couldn't couldn't get within, you know, couldn't get within a mile of one in the Federation. But here he's got the, the TV title, the tag titles going for the world title. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Heenan says that, you know, his conditioning, that's what's been saving him. That's why he's able to take these choke slams and get up and keep going for titles. Uh but, you know, if you think back a couple of years ago when the Narcissus was introduced, wasn't Bobby the Brain the one who was, you know, just losing it over him? Yeah, he so was really... Come to, it's no surprise, really, the yeah. stroke job he's getting there. Pretty hard stroke job. Seems like Luger's always uh, wedded uh, Heenan's appetite. <laughs> <laughs> so they kept talking about the Road Warriors locking up. Now, this is going to be a great occasion when they did and they never did they never did and the mat like so this is going to be one of the things that we're going to run into when running down or running through this paper is that the matches were so damn short they were all pretty quick this one like i was expecting it to be so quick that i wouldn't find something that went wrong right i was i figured i'd find something i wouldn't find something that could have been a real like reason to be critical of lex luger but i was wrong and I did find what was uh, was critical of Lex Luger. Uh, animal close. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we got a good amount of Luger in this show, so or this yes, match. We, so. we, a great amount of Luger. Yeah, yeah. So is that all? 
Why don't you go ahead there, guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, no, it's my turn. So I... <laughs> uh, animal clothes goes for a clothesline. Luger leapfrogs while animal clotheslines him. You see that? <laughs> I didn't make note of it, no, but that does sound like something he'd do. He jumps and then animal clotheslines him like in the, I don't know. That was trash. That spin a Rooney kick though. That's, that's a, that's a very good move. I like that move quite a bit. That was good to see. Uh, the match pretty much was a throwaway. I mean, breaks down into a double count out, but we did get to see the old spin a Rooney into the kick, which was nice. And then the leapfrog clothesline <laughs> it was such a weird fucking thing so yeah both teams are counting out the LOD celebrates in the ring nobody's a winner here no I mean, it's, it's, Booker T says we won the whole thing he, <laughs> he says, says they, they cheated we won the whole thing <laughs> I was like, it's, a, it's the round one qualifier book so yeah, this is a this is a nothing match. It's a throwaway. Yep. All right, match two. All right. <laughs> we got the public enemy who got the luck of the draw, and they're on the same tag team facing yep. Crippler Chris Benoit and the Taskmaster, your guy, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> His brother is my guy. Davey? Yeah, Davey Sells. So you like the Taskmaster too. I don't, I don't mind. I mean, as a family, you know me, I'm a real big family man. So, right. Right. So the public enemy, right? Yeah. Public enemy. They got the crowd waving the hands. That's good. Yep. Yep. You got the purple jerseys. Quick question. Quick question. Yeah. First thing is, are you watching TV? Cause I can hear it. I can hear your TV. (laughs) That's the second question. You think it's being picked up on the recording? Yeah, I'm sure it is. What are you watching? I'm watching Slambury 96. Okay. <laughs> That's the second thing. Of course. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you watch the event that we're talking about? And then second thing, so they're called Public Enemy. Yep. But there's two of them. Wouldn't they be Public Enemies? Like the Public Enemies? Yes. And I suppose. Just- public enemy i was thinking about that but then i thought you know what? maybe it's like uh like when they're together they're public enemy but when they're not right. together they're just fine upstanding citizens i don't know what the what the rules are as far as public enemy goes it's like the nwo you know how they're in order okay as public a unit enemy. these guys are an enemy as a unit okay so yeah, you're you're probably onto something there when they combine forces, they are the enemy. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I like them though. I like them. Uh the the, the best part about this match, and I mean you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you'll be wrong if you tell me I'm wrong. The best part of this match is when Bobby the Brain asks the dream what he would do if he was in there with his you know greatest rival or greatest enemy, and and Dream just responds, he goes, That would be you. <laughs> Perfect. 
I laughed through the rest of the match, which was probably about a minute and a half, but it was, I it couldn't, it couldn't stop. What would you do if you were in there with, with your greatest rival? Who's your greatest rival? <laughs> Dream is very, very casually, almost like he, he had the line written out for him. Just says, that would be you. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. That was, that was it for you, huh? Yeah, because I mean Benoit did some dancing, which I I thought was very very funny. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a I did not expect to see that. Yeah, but then just like the the match prior to it, just it just breaks down. Get a damn melee into a damn table spot. Taskmaster hurts his leg. Match is over. They get, who's it? They get counted out. Yeah, that's what it was. The Taskmaster and Benoit team got counted out after what uh, what Dusty called the Big Papa. Going to hit him with a Big Papa. So we'll be seeing those guys later on. Next up. Oh, boy. We got the first, uh, first taste of the Steiner brothers here. We got Rick Steiner and the Booty Man. <laughs> Booty! Booty, booty, booty versus Craig Pitbull, Pittman, and Scott Steiner. So I have discussed this with you at length, right, Kim, right, Miss Kim. They call her Miss Kim. Nobody ever calls her Miss Kim. I'm going to call her Miss Kim for now. The booty babe. And I don't don't really care for her, but you know what? In this event, I didn't mind her. No. No, I don't know what it was. When I watched her in this event, I was like, you know what? Not bad. Huh. Not bad. So maybe she's, I don't know, maybe she's grown on me. I don't, I, at first, I couldn't stand her. But now, I'm like, after watching this event, I was like, yo, Kim wasn't that bad tonight. Tonight, I say, during this event. What did you think of her? Well, I mean, she did get her two cents in at the end of the match. Of course, yeah. She she mugged the camera and said, "That's what I call teamwork." Yeah, it was it was not it wasn't her best work. Actually, I take that back. It wasn't very good, but it might be her best work. Yeah, I don't I got much on Kim here. Maybe I'm becoming a Kim guy. Maybe you were just getting Steinerized, man. Could have been shit. Well, I mean, yeah, and I compared to what we saw her last time, she is looking. Uh, she is looking like a, a pretty ripe tomato. That Kim. Yeah, yeah, she's looking good. So you check out uh, getting Steinerized, the theme song. You know, here's the thing. Uh, I know that we talked about it, and I did say that I was going to get the the Steiner uh, lyrics ready to rock and roll for you. And I was going to, but then I thought, you know what? That doesn't make sense here. We're not seeing the Steiner brothers in t- tag team action. Well, let me take that. We are seeing them in tag team action, but we're not seeing them as a team. So I figured I'd hold off until we do actually see them fight as a team. Because Booty and Steiner, they don't have they don't have music, and then Pittman and Steiner, they don't, I mean, they all have music. We got Steinerized twice on the way out to the ring. We did get we. That's that's a fair point. Uh, so what happened to Craig Pittman, by the way? Well, he's. I made note that he's being managed by Mr. Tag Team Match himself, Teddy Long. Yeah. Which is time. I had a Craig Pitbull Pittman action figure. Yeah. I want to say he stuck around for a little while. He was a he was a mainstay in worldwide. Remember that? Yeah, absolutely. I think when he arrived, too, I, there was a lot of steam behind him, I believe. 
but he just kind of just kind of uh, started taking the back seat and then he was just on then he became one of those worldwide exclusives <laughs> right don't you remember when he first came on it seemed like there was quite a bit of buzz around him he had that code I mean, sure red. yeah yeah he's got the the the, the arm bar there's a there's a spot early on. I can't tell if we're getting booze or a booty chant. <laughs> Likely booze, but then I figured it out later on. It was the crowd woofing <laughs> oh, at, at the, the gremlin. Rick Steiner, gotcha. Yeah. And we get kind of a cool spot where the pit bull and the dog face gremlin are barking at each other. That was cool. So you think they could have had him be in the Steiners? He's not a Steiner. Like, but they could have had him be like an adopted brother, right? <laughs> like the Freebirds? Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah, like Demolition with Crush? Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd definitely be the Crush at Demolition. Rick, Scott, and Craig Steiner. Well, they're taking on the name now, too? Yeah, I think he's that's taking on the name. Yeah, well, I suppose you'd have to. Right. Or would you call him Pitbull Steiner? Nah, you call him Craig. I, I don't like the idea. I think it's junk. All right. Well, at least I'm thinking. Yeah, it's something. So we get Scott Steiner throwing around some double underhook slams and some, you know, uh, the Sarge actually nails a pretty scary looking German suplex. Yeah. And then we get Steinerized. We get Rick okay. and Scott both in there. I enjoyed that. I did. Too. I thought that, yeah, I think the two of them together, uh, like it was, it was pretty entertaining to see them work together in this match. That was the most like entertaining like, piece of this match was actually getting to see them mix it up. Cause you didn't get to see them mix it up until this point. I mean, that I'm aware of at least. So that part of this match was, was worth it to me. The rest of the match was kind of, you know, so, so I guess, but seeing the Steiners work, that was fun. Like I could like watching it in my head, going, "I bet these two they, they've wrestled each other their entire lives. Like this is going to be entertaining." And it was entertaining. So that was, you know, hats off to them for that for that spot. They were going at it for sure. After yeah. the after the dog face gets a suplex, he goes up top. Scotty Steiner gets up, he catches him, he hits him with another suplex. I mean, these guys are brothers, they're a team, but, you know, it's not in this contest. See, the, these guys know what these guys know what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. So at this at this juncture, Booty and Pittman get in there. Booty takes a weak post bump. Pittman tries to uncle Booty with the code red arm bar. Yeah. And Rick gets the tag from the desperate Booty. <laughs> it's a German <laughs> suplex. In for the win. From the desperate booty. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized in my notes every time he, yeah, every time he, I just referred to him as booty. But so we get the, who even won this match? We get Rick and we get <laughs> the booty. Said Rick and booty won. <laughs> so Rick and booty get so the they'll win. Advance. So, but who actually won this match? <laughs> You can't figure out who won the match. Meanwhile, I'm, you you want to naysay my Pittman the Steiners idea? 
What do you think of this match? Best one so far? Best one so far. All right. Well, and it's I don't I, it's not even close. But we got we got one hell of a barn burner coming up next. Oh, there's more. Next up we got we got an intercontinental warfare match up here. We got VK Wall Street, the former IRS, and Exod Duggan taking on the Blue Bloods. Yes. Regal is great. Oh, before the match even starts, he opens up with some threats to the front row. He <laughs> knows the camera's right in his face. And right. He just, just gives he, it to him. He tells, he tells if I were you, I, I, I'd be closing that mouth. Or I'd be getting some of this for you, sunshine. <laughs> it's just so good. Dougie gets the USA chant going. It always works. Much to the dismay of the Lordship. Yeah. Uh, Heaton gives Doug an applause for being back in action after a brain donor operation. <laughs> it's not bad. A um, couple spots I liked. Regal walking around with one hand behind his back and uh, posing like, posing and besmirching the audience. Like that a was, gentleman. Did you, I think it was before the very first lockup. He like goes to, he goes to flex his bicep and he takes his finger and he pushes the muscle <laughs> way up. And it looks like he's just jacked. Like that was that was pretty great. Everything he does, man, I, he's just he's just so damn good. So he and he and VK Wall Street, not a not a very polished unit here. Oh, Dugs and VK. Yeah. Well, they were kind of feuding at this time. So Duggan goes for the the tag, and Wall Street doesn't want in. So Duggan clobbers him. <laughs> And yeah, what the what the heck else here? Not much for this one either. No, ends up going. Duggan does the old wrap the wrap the fist and knock you out. Well, that should be illegal, shouldn't it? Yeah, the the referee was taking his time doing something. Right. No, but that doesn't fucking matter. You turn around and he's got half of his goddamn arm wrapped in tape. <laughs> Clearly something has happened. I don't think that you need to you need to see him wrap it up. You're right. You're right. I think I think it was for show. Yeah. This foreign object, you know. There there was a there's a spot where at the end where okay, Duggan takes out Wall Street, who's being a terrible tag. They're they're both being terrible tag team partners. Yeah, didn't they didn't have it. their eyes on the didn't have their eyes on the prize. But they do get the win. They do. And that's what matters because much like Super Brawl 6, this ain't about losing. It's about winning. It's about winning. Yeah. So the Blue Bloods are not pleased. There's a spot where one of, I think, didn't Regal end up giving Squire a back body drop by accident? Did he? You know what I'm talking about? I must have missed it if it happened. As pandemonium, man. Like Duggan, they were setting up something and then Duggan reversed it and borderline melee. Wouldn't you have much rather had the Blue Bloods win this match? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, Lord William Stephen Regal, whatever his name is, should have been the Lord of the Ring. Yeah. So he's already got the title. Yeah, makes sense. All right, next up, (laughs) we got Dirty Dick Slater. And the Earl of Eaton taking on Disco Inferno and Das Wonderkind. 
Alex Wright. <laughs> Did you see they dropped a disco ball for Disco's entrance? Oh, yeah. Why? They played his music for about 30 seconds, tops. And they dropped this weird looking disco ball way off in the middle of the, well, it wasn't even way off in the middle of the crowd. It was, it was like more closer to the entrance ramp to the left. It was, I don't know. You don't need it. It helps him get in the zone, man. Oh, uh, he's got a disco zone. You know, he's got a disco zone. He gets in that zone, man. So the problem is, is that you love Disco Inferno. You love him. I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not opposed, but I don't share that same love. And I don't think the disco ball. I think that's an extra job somebody has to do to hang that damn disco ball for him. And there's no reason for it to be there at this point. There's just no reason. What if he does it himself? Oh yeah, go ahead. All right. If he does it himself, yeah, I no problem. So, he can hang as many as he wants if he's doing it himself. Right, right. Yeah, sure. So Alex Wright doesn't get entrance music. What do you think of that? That's just another big miss by WCW and the handling of Alex Wright. They really didn't do him any favors. No. So. Is this, does it, is this the patch where uh, Dusty calls him the Earl of Bob? Bob of Earl, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> great but there's not much to the match again it's we're running into a match after match of this car that's like yeah not really a lot going on breaks down pretty quickly and what was it uh dirty dick grabbed his dirty boot all right we've had this discussion before yeah this is a fresh this is a fresh take on this on this debate though. Okay. You give somebody the boots, it's okay. Yes. You take the boot off and hit somebody, you you is that I mean he, well, he wasn't disqualified because the ref was, you know. Uh the ref was 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 wrapped up. Was wrapped up. Yeah. But so uh he, off the foot, a foreign object. On the foot, play ball. Yep. So what you're saying is, is it right? Yes. Okay. <sighs> it's hard to say. I think that it's, I think the, yeah, the, the boot stays on the foot. It's okay. I guess as soon as you take it off, it's for an object. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the, the classic rule, but I, I'm, I'm under the belief that, you know, short of like a the, the fucks uh, McIntyre got the Claymore sword, right, whatever the right. hell that thing is, you know, you, you're not going to come in and slice somebody's head. But a piece of gear that you're wearing, I think, I think it's fair game. Right. But then why wouldn't you just wear like a kick ass hard mask like Brutus at WrestleMania 9 and just take that bitch off and start whacking everybody off? You could. Yeah, I mean, you could. You, you could take the, the mask off and start whacking everybody off, but I don't think that's that's the right route to take because, I mean, it's such a, you get such a, it's a slippery slope when you see, when you, when you start, you know, whacking <laughs> guys off the mask. 
It certainly can be. You know, because then all of a sudden you got, you know, guys are going to come down and they're going to have, you know, they're going to have the coal miner's glove on. They'll be whacking guys off with the coal miner's glove. And they're going to have like, you know, really tough, like concrete elbow pads. I'm like, oh, it's part of my gear. It's a slippery slope. You don't want to be doing that. How about, we're, we're past the match here, but how about Rick Steiner's headgear? So he needs that. He never takes it off to hit a guy with him. It protects his cauliflower ear from his dates back in the AWA. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I actually don't think it was ever in the AWA. So Disco was looking all right in this match. I thought we were done with the match. <laughs> His, his problem is so like he, he lands a shake rattle and roll on dirty dick yeah. and then he's celebrating doing his disco dance like he just won the title yep and that that gives enough time for dirty dick to to take off the boot and clock him with it yeah and at the end of this contest jeeves and the colonel you see that they they bond with cigars smart yeah so we're gonna have dirty dick slater and uh Earl Robert advancing to the next round of the Battle Bowl. How many matches are we in now? Because it's a lot of throwaway matches we've seen so far. We got. Well, we're cruising along. We got five so far. Okay. So this question I just thought of. Would it be better to have the Battle Bowl tournament play out over the course of uh, like a like I don't know, three weeks on Raw leading up to the event, and then at the event you have one round of elimination matches, and the Battle Bowl, or maybe not even a round. Maybe just all of them are determined through matches, qualifying matches, tag team matches, and then you just have the Battle Bowl match, the Battle Royale, at the event. You know, or, or these schmucks could put on a little better, better show for us in there. Well, yeah, but it's got to be hard when they're like, "Hey, how, how much time do I got?" And they're like, "Oh, uh, ninety-four seconds. Go ahead and put a put on a doozy. You do good out there." Like, oh, they ran long. They ran long. They ran two and a half minutes, guys. Your time's cut. You got to get this one wrapped up. Thirty-eight seconds. Let's go. Like they didn't, they didn't waste time on intros either. Like intros were moving fast too. So I don't know. I was just think, just thinking like maybe it would have worked out a little bit better had they like had the actual, like the tag team tournament, like qualifying, all that kind of stuff on nitro prior to the actual event. It's mm. a thought. It's a thought. Moving right along. Do you like that better than Craig Steiner thought? Um. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might. Yeah. All right, moving right along, we got match number six: Diamond Dallas Page and the Barbarian against Meng and Hugh Morris. So apparently, DDP was living on the streets recently. If you'll recall, at our last show, he lost a retirement match. <laughs> <laughs> So, according to the brain, he was on food stamps, washing windshields on cars, living in poverty. But he's uh, he's turned a corner. Yeah, he got a benefactor. Benefactor? Don't think we ever learned who this benefactor is. Powers the B type situation. Yes. 
So the future he huge erection starts this thing out. It's Diamond Dallas Page. I got a future huge erection. <laughs> so I like DDP. DDP is a good wrestling name. Here's why. You can call him DDP. You can call him yep. Diamond Dallas. You can call him Dallas. You can call him Page. Yep. That works great. So you're not, you're not you're not stuck just calling him booty every time. <laughs> right. right. So that was my side note there. Yeah. Uh, so Barbarian and Ming, they go at it. That's all right. Pretty sloppy affair. Yeah. So watching this, I think Hugh Morris is pretty damn, like, he's not bad. I think he's, he might be pretty underrated. Obviously, he got himself in a little bit of hot water, you know, years back with the whole performance center deal. But he's, he's, he's pretty solid. He's not, not a bad performer at all. He does a lot of high risk maneuvers. Yeah, uh, top top rope stuff, which I think maybe he overdid. Like uh, big man off the top once, maybe once in a match. Maybe if it really calls for it twice, but for the most part, just once. But he was really he was getting he was getting up there. He kept on going to the top. Went up there one too many times. Uh, common flaw. Yeah, when but- Ming and Barbarian started going ahead it. And they started uh, not hip tossing each other all the way across the ring. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, the shoot. Um, what do we got here? So Barbarian slams DDP onto Ming to the surprise of everybody, myself mm-hmm. included. I didn't know what the heck was going on there. But yeah, this uh, maybe maybe this is my favorite match so far, which isn't saying much. Yeah. It it's it it was the I think it was the best like tag team style worked match. Like it seems like the teams actually kind of mesh pretty okay together. And you figure it's DDP against or DDP with with Barbarian and Ming versus Hugh. So you got DDP and then three Dungeon of Doom guys. But mm. the match itself kind of flowed pretty good. It was probably the it was definitely the best match so far. But as far as the tag team itself, like. Probably the best tag team action we get. Right, I was I was impressed with the Barbarian. Were you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, powerhouse. So after uh, after Hugh Morris goes up for a moonsault and nails it, chaos ensues. We get a double pin. Yeah. DD, DDP and Barbarian get the pin because DDP's foot was on the rope. Now it. Was, it, was he counting both both shoulders down? Well, and that's the thing. You can't – there's only two legal men. Right. Why are you counting both pins? Who is like this? An amateur. Fucking Patrick. Was this Pee Wee? Who was this? Patrick had the last one. I don't know if they were rotating them or not. So it's probably Pee Wee. Doesn't well, make any sense. Yeah, yeah, that's – that's tag team wrestling 101. Yeah. Hugh did. So, so I know I've already kind of praised Hugh a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit more. His elbow drop. He nailed a nice elbow drop. Pretty good elbow drop. And then the moonsault. Also. Good moonsault. Good moonsault. That's all I want to say about Hugh Morris. It's, uh, I just want to give him a little bit more praise because, you know, it's not bad. It's not a bad, not a bad in the ring guy. Oh. Right, but next. DDP and the barb goes on. What about DDP? 
It's a DDP and the Barb. They move on. The Barbarian. Ah, uh, the Barb. Barb. I was trying to. I was trying to shorten my notes, so I just started writing out Barb. I got you. Yeah. Cuts off a couple of syllables if you do it that way. Next up, we got another tag team match. We're going to have a tag team match. <laughs> I think you should do that before each of the remaining tag team matches. No problem. All right. We got Fire and Ice, another tag team that got the luck of the draw versus Big Bubber and Stevie Ray. Boy. Um, yeah. I don't want to talk about this match. So I got Stevie Ray's wearing red as opposed to the purple worn by Booker T. Well, they're not teaming up, so that makes sense. Uh, I got Flash uh, Norton here. He was an arm wrestling champion. So that's that's the one thing that I did want to ask you when I was watching this match. Do you prefer Flash as a tag team player or as a single? I don't know if I see him much as a single guy. Yeah, I mean, he does a ton of work, obviously, as a tag team guy. But do you prefer him as a tag team guy? Because I remember a lot of singles matches, and he was pretty imposing, pretty, you know, I mean, yeah, big dude, powerful guy. You think he had what it ta- what it took to, to climb that ladder success in the singles division? You know, maybe United States championship territory. Yeah, they should, he's a Minnesota guy, I think. He is, yeah. He, he, he deserved to run. I don't think that he would have got up to that, you know, world title status, but you know, United States Championship in that in that realm. I don't even know if he held WCW tag gold or not. But let me ask you this. Yeah, I want to just cut you off mid thought because it's no. Go ahead, be my doing. guest. <laughs> be my guest. Okay, who are you taking, Scotty Norton or One Man Gang? Oh, for what? I mean, say they're in a match. Oh, they're fighting each other? For all the marbles. Okay. You said, who are you taking? I was like, oh, to the family reunion? <laughs> the Steiners? Uh, I would take probably, like, are we talking in a wrestling match or in an actual, uh, like, an actual fight? Mm. These are a couple of tough guys. I think we can go no holds barred with it. Okay. Assuming there's no outside interference. Yeah, I think I'd probably go Norton. I think that Norton is big and he is strong, but he he can also move very quick. Mm-hmm. Whereas one man gang is big and strong, but if you run away from from him, he is likely to sit down. I don't think he's chasing you. Right. And you know he looks he looks like a pretty nice guy. I know he's supposed to be like this bad one man gang, but if you just look at it, you look him in the face. He kind of looks like a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, yeah, he does. No one-man gang on the card this time. That's a disappointment. It was disappointment. So what do we got here? Bubber and Ice Train, they they do a double clothesline spot, and they both end up laid out on the mat. Yeah. And we get Fire and Ice tagging up to hit a double shoulder block and get the victory. That's it. See? Do you remember, is that actually their tag finish, or was it just the finish for this match? Uh, I don't know, man. Neither do I. I actually kind of like this tag team when I was younger, but yeah, I don't remember if there was a reason. 
I may note at this point, we're about an hour into this thing, a little less than an hour, and there's more matches than the last show. The entire show, yeah. 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 So, well, uh, I guess what we got next. What do we got next? We're going to have a tag team match. All right, we got the eighth and final first round <laughs> battle bowl <laughs> lethal lottery tag team elimination match. Where we got Ric Flair and the Macho Man Randy Savage against Double A and Eddie Guerrero. So this is so, a big match. And right away, Arn is wearing trunks. So we're we're heading in the right direction. He's not wearing <laughs> he's his game play this time. He's not wearing his 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 sweatpants with a crop top. <laughs> he's just wearing wrestling trunks. She's just like a like a like a wrestler. A wrestler. Right. It's good. Came yeah, to play. I was, I was happy. So we Rick's get a, music. Oh, go ahead. Be my yeah, guest. Yeah. No, you go ahead. Uh, I insist. No, you. I. Uh, okay, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, uh, you go ahead. You go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, so we get the Nature Boys music. He's nowhere to be found. Oh. If it makes you feel any better, this is exactly what I was going to talk about. So go, you go right ahead. So we get no Nature Boy, and then we get the Macho Man's music. And he he heads out he heads out there he's all decked out in the pink and white. And then we get Flair's music one more time. He sprints down the ring. That's the first time I've seen the Nature Boy sprint down the ring. In his robe too. It's got to be tough to run on a robe. He was he was determined. Yeah. So he gets in there. He immediately attacks a tag team partner. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so take it. They get they get the thing started with Eddie and Flair in there, and woman and Liz just slowly creep down the aisle. They did. They kind of took it like it was weird. They were definitely like sneaking down. I don't think they needed to sneak down. They could just walk down. Yeah, I mean they weren't going to keep up with the Nature Boy on the way out there. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. Nature Boy looked like he was training for a. Uh, yard dash or something so flair's bumping all over the place he tags savage and then, <laughs> and then hits him and then double a gets in there and now they're double teaming Savage. <laughs> <laughs> like already at this point like it's ridiculous but i'm enjoying this match more than the others up to this point yeah it was it was different man it was it was definitely different Here's here's a something. All right, hit me. Okay, give me something. So, have you noticed that at every show so far, Savage just gets his ass kicked? Are you sure? Who did he face at the World Cup of Wrestling? Was that my lookalike? Yeah, and then he he uh, lost to the Nature Boy. Okay, and then cage match. He got beat with the ass out pin. Uncensored, he didn't really get his ass beat. Too bad. He's definitely okay. taking a lot of, you know, he's definitely taking I a lot suppose. of, he's probably taking more punishment in this <laughs> than he had in the previous. Well, yeah, this time he, he gets, he, he gets his ass kicked real good. Yeah. I, I just noticed that you didn't see much, you know, much offense out of Savage in this, in this run so far, but. That's true. It's an observation. Yeah. So so what do you got there? 
it's I liked I liked kind of what they were doing with with pushing the feud with Mach and Flair. Like that was to me was under that part of it was cool. The way that it was executed, I thought was okay within the confines of this match. Like they still had Flair and Savage advance. Mm-hmm. You know, Arn hits Eddie with that uh, DDT while Savage and Flair are fighting. So Arn DDTs his own. <laughs> and so if you were new to wrestling or if you were an extremely casual viewer, you would definitely be lost. You would not know what the hell was going on. But watching it, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But guess what? Wrestling doesn't always have to make a ton of fucking sense, right? It just doesn't enjoy it and i did enjoy it i enjoyed the ddt eddie's cell job on the ddt was pretty fantastic mm. he was still like shaking his leg after he got the cover because arn goes over and pulls so as he pulls savage out of the ring flair gets the cover on eddie and then flair immediately goes back outside to attack savage <laughs> was pretty good the, then was it he boy they brought liz rick runs over and picks liz up <laughs> he doesn't like look a, very comfortable no, he's like a fireman, though. He runs over and he scoops her up and he runs her over to Savage. So they hold Savage and then she smacks him. And then to add a little, uh, add a little flavor on top, Arn throws a DDT onto Savage after that. And Rick Flaris is Rick, Rick and Randy. They're teammates. They're right. They're teammates. They just so, won the match. Right. So Rick knows going to the next match. His 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 tag team partner is going to be a little down, right? He's, he might be a little upset with his, with his tag team partner. This is about getting the opportunity to face the champion at the great American bash. And they're throwing it all away. It's all right. I see it. It was fine. It was fine. It was, it, it could be a little bit confusing for, uh, I say for the casual, for the casual, but for me, I, well, it's not bad. Yeah. Those couple of spots where, you know, Flag Flair tags himself in and, and just goes to town on his partner. Is just yeah. If you're not a wrestling, if you're not a wrestling fan, you this is just a. Uh, or if you're not familiar with with what's going on, this is just a nonsensical melee, which it still kind of is. But yeah, it is advancing that feud. Yes. Um. So. Yeah, Savage is he's. He's just just laid out there, but he's victorious. He's a winner. He's a winner. So that wraps up the first round of the uh, tournament. What do you what do you think of our first round action? Uh, not great, not great. There was it, some, again. I think I mentioned in the last episode having this many matches on one card and having them all have to go for such short time doesn't do any favors to the performers, to the event, to the people that are in the crowd. None of it really is. It was wonderful. I think the barbarian DDP versus Hugh and Ming was probably the, my favorite match out of the first round, but it was, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. Yeah. Wasn't great. Yeah. Well, next up we get, I think we got me and Gene. Yeah, on the, on the ramp with some babes with the Hooters. Yep, the Hooter babes. Yeah, reminds us that still to come we got the ja. Oh, we did that. 
Yeah, the Jack. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be defending his his title against the Stinger. Why do you suppose the Hooters gals were there? They never really explained that part of it. Let me see. Did Hooters gals just have, like, free pass to go anywhere they wanted? Maybe they were Gene's escorts. I mean, maybe maybe Hooters sponsored the event. Maybe, but you would have thought that they would have said somewhere along the line, brought to you by Hooters. You think it was just they just for Gene's pleasure? Maybe it was his birthday. Ah, it's his birthday. So you bring in the Hooters gals, and you bring in what uh, some wings, <laughs> and then a whole bunch of tag team matches. Yeah, but not next. No, not next. Uh, so what happens with the Hooters gals? Uh, they they just kind of draw teams for the next. So fire and ice, they're they're getting a buy right. and they're going directly to the battle bowl. Yep. That's what we got there. Yep, yep. Next up, yeah, we got a, we got a wrestling match coming up next. Yes, the cruiserweight champion Dean Malenko will face Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong seems a little large for a cruiserweight. Didn't you? Did you, did you find that uh, at all? He's a larger man than Malenko. Yeah, he seemed big for a cruiserweight. Well. Uh. I don't know what the threshold was. You recall the threshold? Uh, probably. God, I remember. I used to remember. Was that two hundred and fifteen pound limit? Is that why they call that the 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 cruiserweight show the two fifteen live? That's called the two hundred five live. Oh, the two hundred five live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got more of a ring to it. It does. Yeah, he's. He's, I don't remember what the I don't remember what the weight was. He's, he's definitely flirting with that. You, so you think that he should have? I don't think that he's a cruiserweight. You don't think he's a cruiserweight? Okay. Cruiserweight. I think he's a damn fine wrestler, but I don't think he's a cruiserweight. So our good buddy Otani, he won the initial cruiserweight championship mm-hmm. in the title tournament that happened. Sometime between the last show and this show. And then Malenko beat him for it. This is his first title on a first title defense. Yeah. He's got a beard too. I don't remember a lot of Dean Malenko with the beard like that. He always had like a five o'clock shadow, but it seemed like he actually had an actual beard for this. Yeah. He's he's a tough guy, that Dean Malenko. The the beard definitely uh, brings it out in him. Well, we're in agreement. Steve Malenko is a damn fine wrestler. Oh yeah, somewhat of a of a field general in the ring, if you will. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows to be at a spot. He knows what. What do you got? Steve Malenko should be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Steve Malenko right. should be a Hall of Famer. Here we are. So, like I was saying, he's somewhat of a field general in the ring. He knows all of his spots. He knows all of his holds. He knows how to make the other guy look good. He knows how to make himself look good. One thing that has always kind of been the knock on him is that he's not very good on the mic and doesn't really play to the crowd much, right? That's just not his thing, though. He's the ice man. He's going to put you in a thousand holds. He's going to make you tap out or he's going to pin your ass and that's going to be over. Dean Malenko is a very, very talented wrestler, knows what he's doing in the ring. So I have one question. 
he went for a pin with Brad Armstrong, basically with his legs on the ropes. And then when he went for the pin, Dean was in the corner and Dean pins him and Dean's holding the bottom rope, like leaning over him to pin. Uh, what happened? Was it just a minor lapse? Like, did he just forget all the rules? Did he forget that he is one of the better wrestlers that's ever laced him up? What? How do you go for a pin in the corner? Do you not remember this? When does this happen? Is this at the end of the match? It is. I don't know. It's in the match. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, Armstrong's down in the corner. His legs are essentially almost out of the ring. Armstrong's, that is. And then Dean just kind of goes over to the corner, lays on top of him, and holds the bottom rope. That doesn't make any sense. Dean, what happened? What happened? Is it one of those momentary lapses? Right, where you like, oh, I got to park the car, and then you forget to put the car in park, and you get out, and your car rolls away? Is it one of those type of things where he just completely forgot everything that he knows about being such a fantastic wrestler for one minute there it was here's what i think it is that's why it's not in the hall of fame i wouldn't point to just this one incident but i know what threw him off what's that fucking brad armstrong slapped that cloverleaf on him he did yeah that must have thrown him off yeah uh well, here's the problem with that, though. I do know that that spot, the Armstrong Cloverleaf is after that. So <laughs> that's probably not the reason. Just had to, had to blow my cover there. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not the reason. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say I'm 100% sure. So I like what Dean's doing here. He focuses on the leg. Just goes to town the whole match. Things start, you know. Uh, they do a test of strength about a minute into the into the match, and he does a drop kick to the leg. Yeah, love the leg kick in any form, really. That's, that's, there's nothing wrong with taking a picking out a body part and fucking it. He, it's a Vader bomb type of thing with the knee to the knee to the leg. I mean, just all about that leg, man. Until until the end, right? Yeah. He gets that. Uh, what was Armstrong going for? Some something upstairs? Is that what happens there? Are you jump? Okay, so because I got you know Dean does his thing there, but I Dean does his thing. So what are you talking about the the finish with that? He goes from the second rope with that kind of gut buster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he gets him up in like a fireman's carry off the second rope, launches him and drops him down on the knee, the gut buster. Yep, yep. Yeah, I have the finish written down, but I don't have what leads up to the finish. I'll tell you what I have right before the finish of the match. Uh, this is this is what I wrote, and it's a question. It's a question for you. Do you feel that Conan versus One Man Gang was a better match than this? There's a lot more meat in the ring, that's for sure. Yeah, there was more meat. I kind of like this one. You like this one? Okay. All right. I was just thinking. Maybe one man in Conan was better than this match, which you wouldn't expect, but maybe it was. So that 
gut buster from the second rope maneuver. Yeah. Officially hold number 627. Going to the burn to the brain out of the ice man's 1,000 holds. <laughs> Once again, we get me and Gene on the entryway with the Hooters babes announcing the matchups for the next round. Just going to kick off with Dirty Dick Slater and the Earl of Eaton taking on VK Wall Street and Hacksaw Duggan. So Duggan, he gets a good reaction. He's the only good guy in the fray here. Wait a second, wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Wait a second. You're not gonna you're not gonna overlook or just completely leave out, right? You're just not gonna do that to me. You're not gonna do that to me. You're not gonna do that to him, okay? Before this happens, we get a little vignette. And guess who's on the way? Oh, is this where it was? Glacier. Glacier. There's the glacier spot right there, huh? Fantastic, yeah. I don't even remember seeing it. You're too busy waiting for the Hooters gals. Focus on Glacier. That's what's important. Anyways, this, I just, I think it's very important. It's very important that we make mention. Glacier is on the, Glacier. Well, thanks for, thanks for informing us. Anytime, numb nuts. So this one, this one starts off with Duggan working over his teammate in the corner. And then Dirty Dick and the Earl, like, break it up and start battling with him. I don't know why they didn't just let him go to town on each other. Yeah. And then Duggan grabs the ref and almost throws him over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the big, oh, yeah. Uh, he refuses Wall Street's tag. They're a bad tag team. Doug they're horrible, they're horrible. <laughs> horrible tag team. I was having a hard time focusing on the match. And the reason is because it, while the match is going, if you look off to the right side of the ring on the stairway, there are two kids having like a full-on wrestling match during this match. So I started like watching that match instead of the match that was in the ring. And I was like, man, I hope that kid, the chargers Jersey really kicks his ass. <laughs> I have no idea, but it was just, and then at a certain point, shouldn't security come up and be like, Hey guys, knock it off or a parent or somebody. This is another thing I totally missed. Is this happening in the staging area? No, this is uh no, this is in the, uh, in the, in the crowd. In the crowd, yes. Huh. It was getting pretty real in the crowd, huh? It was, yeah, it was entertaining. And the one kid could sell pretty well, and the other kid could throw a pretty decent punch. It was looking pretty good. I don't know who won. Uh, the camera didn't focus on uh, on that match. They were focused on the ring, but which which makes sense. But, yeah, that's like it kept on drawing my attention away from the match. And then at a certain point, I was like, yeah, it's, it's VK and Duggan. They're a horrible team. Why not focus? Like, let's see who wins this match. But I never, I, I didn't get a finish. So the the Earl he gets he gets the roll up for the victory after Duggan and Wall Street are beating each other up. 
After the match, this is the high spot of the match. Duggan grabs the two by four, throws it way up in the air, and catches it. Yeah. Most impressive thing in the match. I, w- I would worry about slivers, wouldn't you? I don't think Duggan's worried about worrying about slivers. Nah, Duggan's probably not. You're right. But you know what's next? Oh, boy. We got the public enemy. What public we enemies? Gonna, we're going to have a tag team match. All right. Tag team match. All right. One more time. What do we got next? We're going to have a tag team match. <laughs> All right. We got public enemy against the nature boy and Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> No, we don't. Nothing fucking happens. <laughs> well, we got a shot of Mikey Whipwreck in the crowd. You see that? I didn't see that. <laughs> You're telling me you seen Glacier? You didn't see Mikey Whipwreck? I missed Mikey Whips. Right. He was actually in the, like, the audience? Yeah. They, give, they, they have a shot of him. They don't say who he is or anything, but I knew. He's just there. Well, he's probably friends with the public. Well, I'm that sure. pretty, much, pretty much whales ass. So the, the public come out first. We get the Macho's music. He doesn't come out. And we get Flair's music, and he comes out. Same shtick as the first match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz has a bunch of money she's tossing out to the crowd. Savage comes out and goes after Flair, followed by security and police officers. So this man has a match. He's got work to do. Why, why do we got policemen and security officers we, even the American males come in <laughs> and they're holding back much. Yeah. Are we going to have a match or what? And the answer is no. No, we're not going to have yeah. a match. It's a resounding no, we're not, because Randy Savage has lost his ever-loving mind. Uh, don't you put it, don't you just put it past, don't you put it past you? Like, man, this guy, whatever, he's, he, he's, he's boning my wife, he's spending my money. But I got a shot at the belt. Don't you put it all past you? I think you do. I think maybe that was on the table coming into the show. Okay. But Flair and Flair and Double A were after him right away in the first match, and then they left. Him, they left him lifeless. I mean, he's coming out to get his revenge. Okay. So you don't think that he could have just turned the other cheek in this instance? Could Are you telling just... me you think if he would have come out when his music hit? Yeah. Security would have left him alone and he could have had a, a tag team match. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I think all of them should just let bygones be bygones. Have a joke about it. Right. Like, ah, you're fucking my wife. Oh, man. You got me. Oh, man. <laughs> you're spending all my monies. Shit. Oopsie doops. You guys got any openings in the Four Horsemen? Maybe then I could have a turn with my wife. <laughs> you imagine Macho and the Four Horsemen? Would you? If, so if you put Macho in the Four Horsemen, do you completely change his gimmick? No more giant weird jackets. But that's no the Macho f- Man. Right, but now he's a horseman. So if we put, if you put Macho in the Horsemen, you got so he could still have a cowboy hat, but it's got to be a really nice one. It can't be all fucking weird. You can have a suit, right? Mm. A suit. You can give him a robe. All right, you can give him a robe, I guess, but he's got to get he's a, he's got to really tone down the color schemes and the the I guess flamboyance of the of the apparel that he would normally wear. Uh, I'm having second thoughts. 
Yeah. I mean, simply because the, the macho man, he is an alpha male character. There's only room for one of those in the horseman is Ric Flair. Oh, he didn't had a pretty good, pretty good call. About Johnny Grunge, he says, this guy used to be a window washer. Referring to the back and forth motion he was doing with his hands. Oh, with the with the dancing? Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. So, yeah, this this uh, was a count-out victory for the went. public enemy. Yeah. Uh, this didn't really do anything. No. This was, uh... It advanced the enemy. And here's another thing. Uh this is part of Flair's plan, they say. And I've noticed this, too, a couple times this season where it's like, you know, something happens. There's a big old beat down, a big melee, a shit show. And it's mm-hmm. all part of this plan. Right. What's the plan here? So what? when does the plan come to fruition? Is that, is that kind of what you're... You know, you can at least get them to the battle bowl, right? What's, yeah, I would get them to the battle bowl. I mean, and then you chop his nuts off. I don't care, but... Right, I mean, right. But at least get to the at least get to the battle bowl. Right, right. No, I'm right, I'm, I'm I'm right with you. Maybe lapse of lapse of judgment there. Yes. Uh, I'll come to think of it, actually. Okay, it's making a little more sense. So Savage came out. He was ready to play. I mean, not Savage Flair. Yeah. And then Savage came out, and he was the head oh, of steam. So now you're thinking that Savage or Flair was there all business, right? After he first, wanted to get into the thing, yeah. Right, right, right. And maybe Arn could come down and DDT somebody to get another win. Didn't get a chance. Didn't have the opportunity. Yeah, so fair I don't think that the bell was the bell rung in this match. I have no idea. Probably, I'm going to say no. Okay, well, regardless, we get uh, we get the public enemy. Advancing all the way to the Battle Bowl final, I guess you call it. Rumble. Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. All right. What do we got up next? Up next, we're going to have a tag team match. All right. I think this is our 11th. <laughs> tag team match. Of the evening. Holla, 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 holla. Rick Steiner's the only full-time pro wrestler I can think of who wears the headgear. You suppose his cauliflower ear was just hideous? Could be. Just terminal? I don't I have, I don't think a ter- cauliflower ear can be terminal, but I don't remember him without it. Like, in my head, when you think of Rick Steiner, you always see him in the headgear. So it's hard to always. say. I'm not, I'm not sure. But cauliflower ear can be uh, can be a real painful situation. So, well, we get the booty man, and DDP started off once again igniting this feud between Page and his former love interest, the gal now known as the Booty Babe. DDP gets knocked to the outside. One of my probably favorite spots in this entire thing. He gets knocked to the outside, and he has the presence of mind. There is a bunch of camera cable that he kind of rolls into, and he has the presence of mind to kind of wrap himself up in it. And act like he's lost and he's he's getting really rammed by this uh, this this cable. And then Booty gets out of the ring and Booty actually starts to kind of choke him with it. I thought, I mean, that was pretty pretty damn smart. Paige is a pretty pretty damn smart wrestler. Just to, like I said, I don't th- I don't think that it was planned. It didn't look like it was planned. But when he came out of the ring and landed on all that all that uh, camera cable there, he just wrapped himself up. It looked great. It's wonderful. 
EDP is on the rise here, especially considering he was out of the game not too long ago and he's, just, he's back with a vengeance. Yeah. And the other thing that I was going to, I was going to ask here after that spot, right? Because booty kind of chokes DDP with that, with the, with the cable a little bit. So that's a little bit of heel work. It kind of reminded me of other times that, uh, you know, Russell's been choked by cable. Obviously the one probably most infamously was when, uh, Taker did it to Hogan at survivor series it was 92. 93 forget 92 maybe no 91 91 you sure it was 91 oh yeah when flair beat no 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 yeah when hogan, sure it was 91 Blair. when hogan faced taker for the title oh yeah no way so you're telling me that taker debuted in 90 i believe so wow okay well geez we're, anyways, so that's what I mean. Booty me. man. Right. So booty man, what I was thinking, <laughs> if you were tasked to uh, like they said, okay, here's booty man. He's been Brutus the Barber Beefcake, he's been the Zodiac, he's been the butcher. I'm tasking you to come up with a gimmick that's really gonna make him pop, that's gonna get him over. What do you do with him? You can't go, you can't be the, you can't be Brutus the Barber, right? WWE owns that. You can't be the Zodiac. Not that that really got it. He can't be the Butcher and he can't be the Booty Man. But you got to come up with something to get this guy over. What do you slap on the Booty Man? Is he going to be a good guy? Dealer's choice. Okay. Ish. Maybe you put a mask on him. Okay, I like where I like the start. Sexecutioner. No, oh, that, that one's already taken. That's Kevin Nash. Okay. Um, okay, we got a mask, right? That's all you got. I don't know. All I, all I got is a mask. I don't think you're keeping your creative job. What What are you thinking? You you make him a a, a sports coach. No, I don't, I don't make him a sports coach. Uh, so I think mask is probably the right direction. Well, cause everybody knows, everybody knows he's the barber. Even right. when he's the fucking booty man here. I mean, he could have been, right. he could have been the booty man with the mask. Yeah. So I think, I think a mask is the right direction. I think you'd stop with the, uh, the real crazy, you know, wild gear. You put him in something a little bit, a little bit toned down, maybe black, uh black tights black trunks something like that you could you put the mask on him you put him in the dungeon right you put him back in the dungeon maybe you don't make him the zodiac the zodiac the problem with the zodiac was that weird haircut the face paint zodiac might have worked if they put a mask on him it might have been better but i like because wcw never really had they had the dark characters but they were like kooky dark they were dungeon of doom kind of weird dark right whereas the undertaker was just a dark character he was the Undertaker, right? He was at the beginning, maybe sometimes you could make the, the claim that he was a little kooky sometimes, but I think you, I would try and do something in line with that because his moveset, he's a big guy. He doesn't have to have a crazy moveset. You might put, maybe put something that way with, with Brutus and see, you know, see if that works. Yeah. Cut his hair and you make him the third member of state patrol. 
Well, considering how he goes down in this match, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't think he's going to have much, much success no matter what kind of mask we put on him. But, uh, but I, yeah, I mean, they could have done better than, than the, the fucking booty man. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't, even been there. he hasn't been there that long. He's already been the butcher, the Zodiac, and now the booty man. Yep. He'll be the disciple before the year's up. No, he's not the disciple until like 98. You sure? I'm pretty positive. Oh, we'll see. All right. Well, I'm sure booty will show up again. So I'll, I'll think up a good gimmick for him. Good, good. In the meantime. So, okay. So with the booties, so booty gets the tag in. The ref doesn't see it. Booty gets in legally. He rolls up the barbarian. DDP breaks it up, and that's enough to get the pin. Yeah, he just runs in, and he kind of drops an elbow on his, <laughs> yeah. I guess, back. And that was enough. That was so enough to put Booty down. They had to be really pressing for time at this point to just that. I mean, it, it was a pretty abrupt ending. Yeah, that was like a stay down kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yep. So that is that wraps up the uh, – Round of tag team matches. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> I think we had like 12 or 13 there. Yeah. Let's be honest. None of those were actual tag team matches. That was the problem. I love tag team wrestling. None of those matches. I mean, sure. By rule, sure. Tag team matches. But by match itself, it was. they were not. That was not. When you tell me you're going to have a an event and it's going to feature this many tag team matches, I get pretty horny. And that was a big letdown. Yeah, there was really no sort of tag team continuity. Right. Even, well, the public enemy, they had that one tandem match or tandem move to splash through the table. Yeah. Yeah, because this, I mean, when you tell me there's this many tag team matches, again, I I get pretty horny. But then in the way that they were, the tag team matches were executed, it's almost like it, it's caused me erectile dysfunction, wrestling erectile dysfunction. You are a, uh, you're a tag team man. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah sorry, to, sorry to hear about your WED, man. <laughs> got a, got a bad case of the wed. <laughs> Oh, moving out of the tag team division. Next up, we got a U.S. title match between Conan and Jushin Liger. So right away, before we get too deep into this, nobody, nobody in Baton Rouge, nobody backstage, not nobody, nobody took the time to tell Conan that maybe it wasn't a good idea to shave three Ks into your fucking head. No, nobody, <laughs> not one person, not one person took the time to say, oh, what do you got there? Okay. On your side of the head, that's bro for Conan. I got you. And then, oh, what do you got in the back? Oh, so two K's on the back. Oh, uh, Conan, maybe you want to uh, erase one or two of those K's. Like nobody had the thought like, no, Conan, go ahead. Trot out there with KKK shaved into your fucking head. Why? <laughs> Why? 
you think there was one or two members of the audience there on Baton Rouge that went ahead and was like, hey, Conan, bad idea. Oh, wait a second here. He's wearing a mask until he gets into that ring. Yeah. That's covering it up, isn't it? Okay. Oh, that's a fair point. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna place the blame on the barber. The barber who cut the three K's into his head. <laughs> Not one person. Yeah, like that, that, that shocks the shit out of me. There wasn't one guy going, Conan. Maybe don't have KKK shaved into your head. I don't think Conan would have listened. He is his own man, and he's right to be. But that is, that's absurd. Well, today joins the announced team. This is one match on the card. <laughs> Conan's wearing some colorful gear. He's got a Vader-like blue mask and a poncho with the Cuban flag. And, man, you're, you're noticing shit that I'm not noticing. I didn't notice this KKK. You didn't? I noticed the AAA on his trunks. Okay. Triple That's A. Close. Triple they're a. rocking the triple A and the triple K. So we got Sonny Ono, company and Mr. Lager. And we are told that both of these guys are stars of Saturday morning cartoons in their respective countries. That's pretty cool. Today adds today does add something. And I'm still trying to figure out what it is because it's, it's not much. I know it's not much, but I don't absolutely hate him. And he is somewhat insightful. He's got all the information. So he does add, it's just, I don't know if he's not, he is not, boy, what's the word I'm looking for? Animated enough in his delivery. I mean, he's very, very straight man. He doesn't, there's, he does not a lot of fun in today. Maybe that's what it is. I'd like him to have a little fun. Could you just have some fucking fun? Didn't you come on, Tanae? Didn't you ever want to just have some fucking fun? He seems like he's having fun when he's doing the hotline. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. uh, that's, that's probably why they delegated him to that spot, but I know what you mean. How about, and how about the mat wrestling? There was a lot more mat wrestling in this match than I expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah, loads of reversals and do you like that style submissions yeah it's 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 quick it's cool we saw a lot of that in uh that's pretty common with the conan matches Mm -hmm. seems but in that first pay-per-view we did when there was the i think that was also a world cup of wrestling wait wait a second what is this this is this a world cup of wrestling too no this is a battle ball Are you talking there's about no, just this? There's match? no cup involved. No, it's the battle ball. You get a ring. Oh, okay. I'm getting the uh, okay. Yeah. My bad. I'm getting the bowl and the cup mixed up. Yeah, it's like a Stanley Cup and a Super Bowl ring. Okay. Right. Makes sense. So today lets us know that yeah, Conan plays a rapper on Mexican television. The brain suggests that Liger sharpens his horns. <laughs> I gotta. And he, he figures that that Conan's been getting his hair cut at the Kmart again. Liger is like a tiger, right? A liger. Yeah, a liger is. I think that's a version of a tiger. Yeah, seems right. So why would he have horns to begin with? 
Don't some tigers have horns? No. Tigers with horns? Saber-toothed tiger. No, they have long teeth. Teeth are not horns. Oh, come on now. God, how many science classes did you skip? Right amount. Well. You think tigers have horns? That can't be real. Or like, uh, do mountain lions have horns? No. No, you're telling you're telling me that the cat family doesn't have horns. Cat family doesn't have horns. Well, maybe a maybe a liger's got to be something else then. I'm pretty sure a liger is like a crossbreed of like a tiger and a lion. That's why it's a liger. Oh, with horns. Well, this one, yeah. That's what I was saying. When we started talking about horns, I started thinking about uh, my main man El Torito, and thought, boy, if you needed a guy, Torito coming out with liger, that would be pretty good. You could have ultimate, uh, oh, you know, that was ultimate dragon. Jushin Thunder Liger, and I don't know what another term would be, I guess, to use for El Torito, but you could change him up a little bit. It would have been a good team. Yeah, wouldn't have been bad. So early on in this match, I wrote down good. I was really enjoying it. And then towards the end, I wrote down not as good as I thought. <laughs> Because it kind of seemed like they'd started not really early on. They were clicking. I think that was probably based a lot on the, the, the mat wrestling transitions. And then as, it, as time went on, it started, it seemed like maybe they were kind of falling apart a little bit in the match. I mean, it's still an enjoyable match, but I was, I was expecting a you know 27-star classic. Yeah, yeah. On, on, on paper, this should be the, the, the match of the the show and maybe it is considering that you know we're 14 mat 14 matches into this show and we don't got much to show for it really right yeah, so, so it was not as good just not as good as i thought as it went on well we Kinda get a we get a fisherman buster out of lager it's yeah, two Shiv- there shivani acts like he doesn't know what the hell it's called she's like oh it's a what do you say, like a strange name or a peculiar name, something to that effect? Mm. It's not that strange. It's just a buster from a fucking fisherman suplex. Come on, Giovanni. Maybe he's just trying to make Tanae feel smart. Maybe if he called it the Norwegian fisherman buster, Tanae or Giovanni would have been like, oh yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> the Kona goes for his razor's edge pitch, pin finisher. It's reversed by Lager into a pinning move and another two. Lager gets a power bomb pinning combination for another two. And I think the, how's this thing wrap up? So All right, Lager's drop. on top. Huh? Power drop. Power drop. That's the finish. Oh, right. Like, right. Like, a razor, like the razor's edge into a, you know, set out power bomb. And that's it for today. He does manage to get a plug in for the hotline before he goes. You like the ziplock more than the power drop? Yeah. Yep. That's the right answer. Yeah. I was a little worried for a second, but yeah, you answered it correctly. Right. They get sent back up to the ramp with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, <laughs> accompanied by Double A and the ladies. I don't know why they don't give him the mic. 
every fucking pay-per-view. It is so good. Uh, man, when he opens it up, does he open it up with going, oh, woman, oh, woman, won't you marry me now? <laughs> is, that how he, is that how he opens it up? What a way to open it up. Woman, oh, woman, won't you marry me now? <laughs> so fun. And then he says a bunch of stuff. I mean, just, I mean, pretty much just cracking off at the hip, I suppose. And then, and then he talks about the, the party that they're going to have later on, right? And Gene's like, oh, what kind of party? <laughs> and Ric Flair proceeds to tell him it's going to be a combination Pajama and lingerie party. He invites Gene. Right. So that made me wonder, right? A combination pajama and lingerie party. So does that mean like you wear lingerie and pajamas? Some people wear pajamas. Some people wear lingerie. I mean, I'm guessing that the rules are pretty loose. Probably not unlike the women attending the party. (laughs) (laughs) But what's like? What's the? I've I've never been to a pajama slash lingerie party, and all I can think of is like I don't want to go there, and I don't want to have to put on a teddy because that's not who I am. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you own any lingerie? I do not. I'm I'm guessing you'll be wearing the pajamas then. Okay, but what if Rick's like you could come, but you gotta you gotta wear this I don't know. <laughs> nice negligee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta sport this nice. It's a nature boy party. You got to go. <laughs> Would you? So, okay. Now let's, let's, let me, let me ask you this right now, right? At a, w- real time, it happens tomorrow morning. A 75 year old nature boy. <laughs> 75 year old nature boy. <laughs> Ric Flair somehow gets your number and says, Hey, I'm having a combination. I'm, ha- I'm having one of my famous combination pajama and lingerie parties. Woman won't be there, but you we're, we're running pretty, we're running pretty heavy on the pajama guys. And we we're going to need some lingerie guys. So I want you to be there, but I'm going to need you to stop off at Victoria's secret. Or well, a dealer's choice. You go to whatever your favorite lingerie joint is, and you're going to have to wear lingerie. Please make it green because that's the color I like. Are you going full bore with that, or are you going to get like the most I don't like, think reserved lingerie you can get? I don't think Nature Boy is going to be that demanding of me, but I mean, I get a call from the Nature Boy. I'm 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 showing up to the party, right? Whatever okay. it takes. Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm right with you. I'm, I'm going to be there myself. There's, there's, there's no way I'm going to miss it. So Nature Boy is not, not nearly done. Um, so we're talking about the the pajama lingerie party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lays into Steve Mongo McMichael. He talks about taking his wife as well. He's already got Savage's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's gonna take he's, he's gonna take Mongo's wife because I am Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, he says that uh, Mongo's wife is in his back pocket, which makes sense because he's got a woman, a woman, won't you marry now? In his front pocket, and then he's got Liz probably in his other front pocket. His pockets are getting full. He's got room for one more though. 
Nature Boy challenges Mongo to get one of his football buddies to take on him and the enforcer. And uh, starts naming naming guys off. Who are you gonna get? Richard Dent, William Perry, Alvin Gentry. <laughs> he doesn't say Gentry, but like he's just naming guys off. I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. And then who do we get? We get uh, the mean, lean Kevin Green. Yep. Oh, here again. He's just hanging out in WCW at this point. And he's jacked. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know how jacked he is? How? Tells, tells Mongo, you better put your jock on. Grab your mouthpiece, <laughs> baby. Because it's going to be an all-day affair. <laughs> so it's probably, he didn't tell him to get shoulder pads, though. No, last time he's putting the shoulder pads on. This time, this time yeah. your jock right. and your mouthpiece. Yeah. We'll have a full get-up here pretty soon. <laughs> ridiculous he, he is a one of a kind on the mic that Kevin Kevin Green. Green. oh absolutely yeah love him so well that brings us to the battle bowl to determine the number one contender we got scotty flash norton the ice train ddp the public enemy barbarian dirty dick and the earl of eat yeah nobody really pops off the page as like uh well, that's the first no. thing that that's the, the first thing that I thought was there's only one guy that it makes sense to win this match, and it's the guy that wins this match. Right. Because they're, they're not going to go, okay, Great American Batch, it's going to be Flyboy Johnny Grunge against the Jai for the title, right? <laughs> and, and no disrespect to the public enemy. I like them, but there's just – it wouldn't make sense for the guys that are in this match, right? There's not – I suppose they could go Norton or Ice Train if they're – Got if they got real hard over one of those guys, but that still doesn't really make sense. And they're gonna be like, Dirty Dick, man. I know your career's you know, you're at the tail end of your career here, but why don't you go ahead and take a run at Jai for the championship at the next pay per view? It doesn't make sense. So that was the one part that bothered me about the Battle Bowl itself. Like, have Eddie and Arn make it, even if you don't have Savage and and Flair, you know, what I mean, you can keep advancing that storyline. But have Eddie and Arn get in there somehow. That would make at least you get like a plausible guy, like Eddie mm-hmm. or Arn. You know, that's plausible that they would be maybe able to win this match. I mean, Minger Barbarian, obviously, always imposing figures, very dominated guys, tough guys, real tough guys. Mm-hmm. But in the confines, like they're at the face of the fear. You're not going to split the face of fear up to, and they're in the, also in the Dungeon of Doom. So it just doesn't make sense. So that was the part that bothered me about this battle bowl match. And then the rules, the rules were never fully explained. So there's, no. some, there's some problems, you know, in the match with that as well. So early on DDP is thrown out and Tony's convinced that he hit the floor. Brain says he didn't either way. The ref didn't see it. And the, one foot, one the, foot hit. The, yeah. The rules are not, are not explained. Um, right. I'm just assuming it's, uh, you know, kind of your Royal Rumble type rules where both feet over the top rope. That's and, the only thing that would, that made sense to me. Like after you went out, like he, one fit, foot did hit the floor, but then I was like, well, is it two feet? Is it not two foot? What's the, what's the, what are the, what are the rules? Tony could have done a better job explaining that. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and then, I mean, okay, we get 
this might be the might be the worst battle royal I've seen. I'm not going to hang my hat on that because the ending is kind of cool, but the ending just adds to the confusion. So we get grunge is tossed out. Rock is tossed out. Then we get the, uh, the Earl of Eaton. He gets tossed out. Norton's out. And then we're down to the ice train, the DDP, the barbarian and the other public enemy. Yeah. And DDP hits three diamond cutters. He pins the train and Johnny, which I didn't even think was an option. Neither did I. I, what's there, I don't even think there was a referee in the ring before that. There, there was. There was. Oh, there he was. Okay. Yep. Yep. So this battle bowl, what a pile of junk this was. I mean, you got to give it to him for trying something new. I'd never seen something like this before. But yeah, I get some contenders in there at the end. Bucket shark in there. I mean, I would have liked to have seen the Blue Bloods advance. I mean, even like a Booker T. Who is his tag team guy? Booker T and probably Luger. Get Booker T and Luger in there. Come on now. But instead, we're stuck with the B team here. And we got the guy who ends up winning this. Just he's got the worst luck of anybody this year so far. I mean, he loses his money, loses his lady, and he loses his job. And then sometime between the last show and this show, he gets his job back. And now things are on the upswing. For DDP, everything's on the upswing. But yeah, I was just I I was just uh, lamenting about the uh you know, I mean, props to WCW for giving the, you know, this is a new idea. Never seen anything like it. You talking about Battle Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Could have could have done her better, but anyways, yeah, to wrap it up here, DDP nails uh, three separate diamond cutters. Gets mm-hmm. two, uh, it hits the pin on the first two guys. Barbarian kicks out, then they have a little contest uh, with uh, Paige eventually hitting another cutter and getting the victory. And the battle bull ring, and the number one contendership. In this in this match, I did think it was funny that he got the Diamond Dallas Page did like a reverse leg Nards plow, which was awesome. And then, oh right, right. And then uh, I was thinking about this while it was going on because obviously they're building DDP up a little bit right now. Wouldn't it make the most sense just to have them? keep on hitting that diamond cutter like uh, as time went on obviously the diamond cutter became kind of an out of nowhere finisher right he, he applied the diamond cutter from a lot of different spots but would it make sense if you're build, building them up like really make that diamond cutter a feared move and haven't pinned all those guys with the diamond cutter we pinned half of them i mean he eventually got the cutter on barbarian and pinned barbarian yeah. for the but yeah, he was doing the, he was, you know, Mr. RKO, you know, basically same, same deal. Yeah. yeah. Diamond cutter out of nowhere. So you're you're suggesting he just diamond cuts all the other guys. Well, no, maybe not all, because I did like the way that I like the way that 
who was it that got thrown out? It was Slater. Slater took his boot off and then ended up hitting Bob and eliminated uh, the mm. Bob of Earl there. Mm. And I like the way that because then the Bob of Earl smacked uh, Tennessee Lee, Colonel Robert Parker. And for some reason, that part didn't make sense too much. Bob or Dirty Dick got back up on the apron and hit Norton with the boot. And DDP was able to dump Norton out. So I don't know why that that was necessarily there because he should have realistically she should be fighting with Bob of Earl because Bob of Earl slapped Colonel Rob. So that you know that that didn't make sense. But like four, probably four guys. I go four. Four seems perfect. Yeah. I got, th- got three. But yeah, it, I don't know. I didn't mind it. Like it's DDP had a great showing throughout. There wasn't much throughout like the card that I was like, man, DDP, this, this part kind of sucked for DDP. DDP pretty solid throughout the entire card. Mm. And then give, give him the battle bowl ring, get a little, uh, what's it called? A little prestige on his resume. That's got the battle bowl ring. Well, it was crowned Lord of the ring. They get the pyro shooting off for him all in all pretty good. But that was the, the disappointing thing. Like I said, over pretty much the entire match was that there was no, if you're, if you're, if you're wise to wrestling that you could do a pretty much process of elimination pretty quick and go, okay, well, DDP is going to win. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, we get, what did you you think? Did you like it at least? No, you thought it was the worst battle royal you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I like the idea, you know, um, kind of a nothing battle royal there until the end, like I said, but it may have been the worst battle royal I've seen. If it was completely contested under battle royal rules, would that maybe help out a little bit? Maybe you throw maybe a few more into the few more into the fray, or if they would have just explained maybe that this could be pinfall or throw your opponent over the top, that that would have helped probably. Right, right. And the uh, fact that there were there, well, here's the deal: they shot themselves in the foot because uh, we started off with sixteen teams, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then, so there's two rounds, right? There's sixteen teams, and then there's eight teams left, right? And shouldn't there be more guys at the end? I don't know. Maybe my math is wrong. Anyways, yeah, it was a unique idea of the Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery uh, deal. Just uh, overall, I mean, not much, not much horny action in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. I, 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 maybe, well, maybe I'm being too harsh on the Battle Royal. Maybe that was the highlight of that portion of the show. Potentially. It's it was it was it was okay. I remember other battle bowls in the past being better. So I, I don't know, maybe I'm judging it a little harshly. It's it was it was a lot of nonsense to lead up to that match, and that match didn't really deliver the way I wanted it to. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, we get the Jai and Jimmy Hart in the back. Jimmy's frantic, pleading with Lex that it's not too late to reconcile, baby. 
<laughs> and the guy didn't really have anything to say outside of the fact that he's going to win. He's going to win the match tonight. And then doesn't Gene tell Jimmy he pissed his pants or something like that? I think he alluded to it. Yeah. Interesting. So this is the world title match. We got the Jai with Jimmy Hart and Sting with good friend Lex Luger. So Luger and Jimmy Hart are going to be handcuffed to one another outside of the ring. So this is the second time we've covered a match where somebody was handcuffed to another on the outside of the ring. We had China and Slaughter. And now we have Luger and and uh, Jimmy. What, is there one that you prefer more? Mm, well, I got to say this. In both of the instances, the, the purpose of the handcuff totally, totally backfired. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like the match is set up for that. It is. Um, okay. So Sarge and China were handcuffed when the game was facing Owen Hart. Owen Hart. At Mania. Yep. I like that match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably take that. I thought you might. So, what do you think? I mean, what do you think about? You made a fantastic point earlier. Uh, you had texted me this morning saying that Jai might have the best rookie resume. And I yeah. thought it was a hell of it's a hell of a point because in his rookie year, I mean, he wins the belt. He beats Hulkster. Like mm-hmm. you say, he beats Flair. He beats Stinger. Who uh, beats what? Luger, Mach. He, he gets a win. Yep. Yeah. Gets wins over all of the major players in the company while he's still a rookie. I mean, not to overlook the fact that he came back from the dead. In his first match. Yeah. So I think you're probably <laughs> right. That is probably the most, he is likely to have the most impressive resume of any rookie that I can, that I can think of. Nobody else comes to mind. Yeah. Well, take, mm. take, take, well, Lesnar had a really good rookie year, but, and Taker came in and he did, I mean, he beat Hulkamania when Hulkamania was on top. So that's that's a pretty that's a pretty huge thing. I mean, obviously Hulkamania doesn't have what it had when Taker beat him in whatever whatever it was ninety one, as opposed to when Jai beats him in ninety six. But that's still what was it ninety five? Whatever whatever it was would have been ninety five. But that's still pretty damn huge when you got a rookie just ripping right through all those names. Those, those are the top of the top. Those are the Savage and Stinger and, and he took everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. I I think it's, it's very fair to say that Jai probably had the greatest rookie campaign of, of any wrestler in the history of wrestling. Hmm. I thought that was a great point by you. Good job. Oh, thanks man. Yeah, no problem. Excellent takes. You're only going to find here. Yeah. That's all we have. Good takes. So, all right, main event, main event of the night here. We got uh, Stinger challenging for the title mm-hmm. against, we're just going to call him the rookie of the year, the giant. 
So oh, it's now the rookie of the year, the giant, not the rookie of the year, the Jai. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the rookie of the year, the Jai. He's a rookie of the year, the Jai. Yeah. R O R O Y for the Jai. So at this point, Sting's been the champ five times. Michael Buffer is out there. Uh, they must have him on retainer. He's been at all these shows. Yeah. We got the man called Sting. Man called Sting. He gets a real big reaction. And from a part of world unknown to man, the most dangerous man on planet Earth, the WCW heavyweight champion of the world. Giant. <laughs> That's actually not a bad buffer. That was, that was pretty good. Thanks, Dan. I was hoping he was going to go, the job. <laughs> 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 sustain a little bit more. Yeah. Just, you know, because buffer just sometimes. Keep it going. Like, yeah. The, the name just kind of dies down. So he just went, the job. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. It's kind of phoned it in at this one. But, you know, the most dangerous man on planet Earth from a part of the world unknown to man. It's pretty intimidating. You think Buffer wrote his own lines? Sometimes I think so. Sometimes I think about him and I'm like, man, I think Buffer probably is the only guy who could have thought of that. But when you listen to it a little bit closer, then you're like, boy, that might be a Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan line. Isn't he like the 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 damnedest dickhead dominating the dungeon of doom in Delaware? What the <laughs> yeah. hell was it? The dynamic yeah. dynamic dominating dominator. What the hell was it? The dy- dynamic dominator of the dungeon of doom. That's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what the Jai was at the 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 cage match. I yeah, believe. yeah, okay. And that sounds like something maybe Kevin Sullivan would have came up with. But it could have been Buffer. I don't know. So, God, where did, didn't Kevin Sullivan come from some pretty creative place as well? Like from the Gates of Insanity or some shit like that? Probably, yeah. Or the Iron Gates of Fate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, we got, us, we got us a title match here. Uh <laughs> I got lost in my notes. I know how to jump through this computer screen and I'm gonna rip your larynx out. <laughs> so the man called Sting. He goes for he, he is the man called Sting. It's a man called Sting. He goes for a slam, it doesn't take the jaw, then stands on the stinger, hits an elbow, and then stands on him again. Big fella's dominating for the most part here. He is, but he's you can tell that he's I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think that uh, he, some of his WCW stuff, especially early on, is pretty fantastic. But you can tell that he is still pretty damn green. And he, you know, he is a rookie. But some of the movements, like sometimes, he's just a little bit clunky. Like he, he hit with that uh, like weird kind of back elbow type thing, and then Shivani covered it up real quick by telling him he hit him with the shoulder blade. It's like you know, nobody uses their shoulder blade as a weapon. Mm. So he, I mean, he is good. I don't want to take. Any credit away from him, but he is still like his movements in the ring are still a little, little clunky. You can tell that he's still pretty green, but doing a damn fine job. He hits the big headbutt to the junk. It's a warning from the ref. 
by was really was really much in the low blow department this show, but that that was a decent one. The the dream the dream rations that this was done down by the belly welly, so it's legal. <laughs> belly welly. <laughs> We had a body scissor submission from the GI. <laughs> See that thing? Well, it's, I mean, you, it's, you're that big. You're going to need a little bit of rest here and there. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that one. Never seen, never seen the GI doing that thing. Probably only effective for a big guy, I write. The a body scissors? Yeah. No. It's got all that girth. No, nah, man. No. Body scissors could be effective for any size person. They're wrapping their legs around your body and squeezing the air out of you. Mm. So it's more about the squeeze and less about the mass. Right, yeah. Okay. So the fight goes to the floor. Luger's got Jimmy Hart on the table. The jaw is going to slam Sting through the thing. But he stops when he sees this guy in peril. That was kind of strange. Yeah. So... Those two ships just happened to be passing in the night there. Very strange kind of spot. Singer clobbers the referee with a back elbow. Why was that table out there? Do you know? <laughs> was that maybe a pre-show thing? Because I know on Nitro, like Flair was having a table like set for him. So on Nitro, he would have a table set for him with different fruits and champagne. And they would sit out and enjoy their kind of rub it in the face of the match. Like, ha, 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 I'm with your woman and I'm with woman. And then I got all these fruits and champagnes and everything's going great for me and you suck. So do you think maybe that was on the pre-show? Because it really makes no sense just to have a table there. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, that's a good, good guess in my opinion. It was just super strange that uh, both sets of guys happened to land there at the same time. And this is like out in the middle of the the floor area. Yeah. Yeah. But nevertheless. So Sting clobbers the referee with the back elbow. What do you think of that? Well, uh, yeah, it was... He assumes it's the Jai, is what they say. Right, because that's that's right after Jai misses that. He goes for a drop kick. Luger pulls Stinger out of the way. Jai misses the drop kick, and I forget what exactly happens next, but then the ref, yeah, catches a back elbow from the Stinger, which is an immediate disqualification. Right. Right. Intent or not, no intent. That's a, that's an immediate disqualification. It was okay. I didn't. It, that part of it didn't bother me. Right. That part of it didn't bug me at all. Obviously, Stinger gets his wits about him and Stinger starts going up and starts nailing splashes. Right? Yeah. It's a couple of them. Big old splashes. And then Jimmy and Jimmy and Luger are fighting on the apron. Doesn't make a ton of I mean, doesn't make a ton of sense because then Jai gets the Luger. Guys, this before? Yeah, that's that's what happens before. That's the setup to the face to the nards because jay's got jay's got luger choked you know jimmy jimmy's on the apron and they're kind of going after at it and stinger hits i think three or four stinger splashes while jay's got luger being choked 
And then Luger position or Stinger positions himself between Luger and the turnbuckle, kicks him off. And then Jimmy is on the <laughs> laying across the top turnbuckle. Stinger was going to go for a splash. And it looks like Luger pulls Jimmy out of the way. Stinger misses it, turns around, and then boom, face to the crank of the jai. Man. It was a good one. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that didn't knock out the stinger. You figure the guy <laughs> probably has got, you know, he's got quite the meat hammer s- swinging there. So, I mean, I would think he's probably at least a little concussed. Yeah, it, it, it you know, it had to be tough on both of them. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it had to be a, so, I, so, staying possibly in a blackout as a result of this concussion. <laughs> then hits a big splash from the top, gets two. And then we got what? Oh, yeah, this is where we got or Jimmy's got the megaphone and he and Luger battling. Meanwhile, Sting is locked the, the, the giant, the death lock. Yeah, he's got him in the scorpion. <clears throat> and the so the thing ends up hitting Sting in the head. Because of course it did. That's what I wrote down. That's a weird note. Uh, they're just they're, they're, they Stinger finally gets giant turned over the Jai. I mean, and the jai. they're fighting. They're fighting over the megaphone, and then all of a sudden it looks like Sting just launches the megaphone, or not Sting. Luger launches the megaphone into Sting's face. Jai gets the choke slam. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. This is the end of the friendship. I write. But we don't know. We don't know if it was a Jimmy. Was it him? We don't know what's going on, which is bullshit. It is complete bullshit because Luger is the total package. He's a giant built man. And Jimmy Hart is what? He's probably five foot two. 100 pounds. Yeah. Luger could Luger could hang Jimmy Hart from his boner. <laughs> Not ruling it out. And you're trying to get me to believe that he can't wrestle away the megaphone. I think Luger threw it at him on purpose. Like that's going on there. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, you know, if we look into our crystal ball, who do you think gets the title shot next month? Well, it's DDP. It's not. No way. I mean, I got the I got the card, so we'll look at the cards. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying it's Luger. So, yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe it's one of these master plans that they are so fond of telling us about after, you know, the shit shows occurred. Maybe it is. So I mean, not, not, a, not a bad match. Weird. Yeah. Weird it match. Was, it was okay. It didn't feel like a main event when you're watching it. That's the one thing that really popped pointed out or popped to me was that it didn't feel like a main event. Any of the matches leading up to the main event didn't nothing about anything in this card felt special and it's a pay-per-view. So something should feel special in the pay-per-view and not at one point did I get that feeling of like, wow, this, this, this part of this is special. Nothing, nothing was. So that, that, I mean, with that, is this, is this dethroning? Is this now? the new worst card wow there's been some bad ones there has been but at least there's some story 
in the other ones, even if it wasn't very you know, enjoyable, there was still story. And that is a component of professional wrestling. I mean, yeah, we got to Super Brawl 6. Can You know, I figure that that has to be the bottom. Can't get any worse mm-hmm. than that. Then we get on Censor, and I think we both unanimously agreed that was that took the cake. Yes. I found this one a little more bearable. Really? Hear me out. Okay. The, last, the last show, yep. we had Booty and DDP going for, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, we had the yeah. damn the LOD doing a damn street fight for a half hour. Yeah, we had the three tier shit show for a half hour. Yeah, at least these were in small doses, and we got to see Dirty Dick come out three times. Yeah, I, I mean that is impressive. So those are yeah. <laughs> those are a few pros and cons. I guess if we would, we would have had more blue bloods, maybe a little bit more Alex Wright. I think it was it was it was a nice card to build DDP a little bit. That 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 was that was a good job by them. They built DDP up a little bit. I don't like the execution. I didn't really much care for the card. I think there's nothing on this card that I really like. Highlight of uh, like would go back and be like, yeah, that was that part of this card was good. Or you know, like the last card. At least I found one man gang and Conan was a was was a fucking full on. Just I mean call your mom and tell her to turn on the TV because she's got to watch Conan and the gang. That was a fun match. There wasn't that on this card. Like there wasn't. And the ones that maybe you thought would have been like Brad Armstrong and Dean Conan and Liger. Maybe I was let down because I was expecting too much out of those matches. I'm not sure. Cause those were still two. I mean, pretty well-worked matches. Even the main event was a pretty well-worked match. It just didn't have the main event feel to it. I never got the anything special feel to it. And even though uncensored sucked, the doomsday cage felt special. Even if the execution was poor, it felt special. It was a spectacle and nothing really on this card made me feel like there was something special going on. Right. That's the Hogan factor. You put Hogan in there against anybody. It'll feel a little, you'll feel a little, little something. Yeah, I should. Uh, yeah, Hogan makes it move, I suppose. But, but man, I'm I'm looking at this this uh, last card. Yeah, uncensored. Yeah, we had Loch Ness and Jai, Booty Man right. DDP. Yep. Medusa Colonel Parker. Yep. Uh, we got Regal and Finley fight to a disqualification at uncensored. Conan Eddie. Conan Eddie was a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, that one ended with the low blow. The weird that weird maneuver. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I I I don't think I would put this below the uncensored, even though uh, it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. It's it's tough. Because uncensored was kind of like a catastrophic failure. And I guess this is, but on a smaller scale. Okay. So I guess that works both for and against kind of, you know, whatever. This personal personal preference. I see what you're saying. This was easier to digest because it was in smaller portions, I guess. Even the world title title match is probably the longest match. It was like 10 minutes. Yeah. But yeah. it was kind of like a, you know, like a three-hour Monday Nitro type yeah. of deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a big giant fan of this card. I'm happy to move on from it. Yes. And we're moving on to the Great American Bash. 1996. So, hey, a couple of guys showed up, right? Yep, yep. Prior to in between this this event of uh of uh what the hell do we slamboree? 96 and the great american bash obviously we get kevin uh kevin nash and scott hall arrive so things are going to shake up here real quick on the the year of duke and rogue podcast as we're going to be seeing some some uh some changing of the tides here but this card the great american bash itself obviously no nwo yet but we got uh it's i don't know i'll read them off to you see what you think i think this is going to be a better this might be the best card that we've we've covered so far all right we got the steiners against fire and ice can't be bad right i'm expecting something about getting steinerized uh don't worry i will have i will prepare it oh man do you want a spoiler for this match or not a spoiler for fire and ice and the steiners yeah how do you have a spoiler i watched it Oh, okay. What I mean, probably is it very good? Do you want to save it? Uh, probably save. I'll it. save it. Yeah. Yeah, save it. I'll save it. So we got the Steiners against Fire and Ice. We got Conan versus El Gato. The Domo Origato. <laughs> I don't. Don't know. Don't know El Gato. Not familiar with Gato. Got yeah. Well, what the fuck is this? DDP versus Marcus <laughs> Alexander Bagwell? That's not a title shot. MF is supposed to have a title shot. And he gets a pre-buff buff Bagwell. He gets a pre gets an American male Marcus Alexander Bagwell. That sucks. I'm still, I mean, it's it'd probably still be fun, right? Yeah. Dean Malenko versus Ray Mysterio Jr. Now that should be one hell of a match. Should be a good one. John Tenta, the former shark versus Big Bubba. Hell yeah. I'm interested. Sting versus Lord Steven Regal in a submission oh, match. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that. That's uh, yeah, that's that'll that'll wake you up in the morning. They give you a reason to wake up. Uh, we got Ric Flair and Arn. Boy, with woman Miss Elizabeth and Bobby Heenan. Woman, woman, no woman, won't you marry me now? Uh, and then they got and they're facing Kevin Green and Steve McMichael with Randy Savage, Deborah, and Tara Green. Okay. Yeah, all right. all right. And then the main event is the Jai against Lex Luger. Well, I am kind of interested to see why in the hell DDP is not uh, main event in that that bitch. There's got to be some some storyline there. Yeah, there. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. This looks like a better. I mean, that Stinger Regal match should it should provide enough to. Yeah. To. Well, between that and the Malenko Mysterio, those should guarantee should us a better show than this one. Yes. Yeah, this was uh, this was not good. 
No, it was not. I mean, I don't want to keep on beating it up, but it sucked. You know what makes it even worse? What's that? Is that the whole part, the whole show was, I guess, based around uh, you get a title shot, but then the guy who won didn't get a title shot. That does end up making things a little bit worse. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe this one was the worst. I'll I'll, I'll review. It was the worst. Was so bad. I don't even want to. Don't even want to give you a slide one in there on it. Yeah. All right. Well, this may have been the worst, but we thank you for tuning in to the Year of Podcast. I am your host, Duke Bags. The Year of Duke and Rope Podcast. I am. 